Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Life After Plus One. I'm Leanne, your podcast host and your single parent coach and mentor. Today, I want to discuss a little bit of a touchy topic, which is when your ex gets a new partner. Now, this is probably an easy or hopefully smooth transition or process when you're in a healthy co-parenting relationship. And these kinds of things with anything, if you've got a good relationship with your ex and you're communicating well and you're getting along well, then holy fuck, your life is amazing. Well, maybe that's a slight exaggeration, but your co-parenting arrangement probably is. And it's so easy to co-parent and it's so much happier and healthier when you can get along with your ex. It's amazing. But sadly, it's not like that for everyone, is it? Not everyone has that lovely, healthy relationship with their ex. Even though some of you may have tried like myself, it doesn't always work and it doesn't always go the way we want. So how do you handle it when your ex gets a new partner and they've got someone else around your kids and you're not able to meet them? Or you're not happy with what happens and you're not agreeing with a lot of the stuff that they do? For me personally, I'm a big believer that your ex or the kid's other parent should be allowed to meet your new partner when you get one and it's not in a way to rub it in their face or to be rude or to be an arsehole that person is going to be involved in your kid's life so I don't agree with introducing them to your ex straight off the bat But when it gets to the point when they're being introduced to your kids and they're going to be around your kids and they're sleeping at your house and spending a lot of time with you and the kids and they're starting to be involved in daily activities, then 100% I think they should be introduced. Now it's hard when you've got a relationship with your ex that's just, I don't know how to say it, fucked. Is that the right word? That's probably the only word to use. It's not healthy. It's ugly. They don't co-parent well. They don't like to agree or cooperate with you. So when it comes to introducing a new partner to them, it's not an easy task. But if you're with someone that is a little bit more understanding and is on board, then 100% I totally believe that that is the best option. And Even if you aren't the best of friends with your ex, I still think it gives them a little bit of comfort and peace of mind knowing that they know who's going to be spending so much time with their kids, especially if the other parent is the primary carer and this other male or female is coming into their kids' lives and probably spending more time with their kids than what they are. So I totally get it wouldn't be easy and it's not a nice situation to be in. I mean, when my ex got his new partner, she was in there cleaning the house before I even had my things moved out. That's how quickly she moved in. And I was not introduced to her and my daughter was going over there before I even knew her. And it's hard. It's ugly. It's horrible. And she even went through a stage where she started telling my daughter to call her mom. I'm like, "Mm, don't like that, especially when you're not on a good friendship level or communicating well with me I don't think that's okay for you to be telling my daughter to call you mum 
And there are co-parents that do that. There are parents or co-parents that do encourage that because I think it's healthier and they think it works well for the kids. But when I asked my ex that question, I said, would you be okay if my daughter called a partner of mine dad? Then that stopped pretty quickly. The mum stopped pretty quickly after I asked that question. So he clearly wouldn't like it, but he was asking, he was putting her in that situation. And I feel like it was a decision made by him. It's a very narcissistic move and it's a very controlling move. And it was probably a move to try and trigger me because it was done early in the breakup. They were together very quickly. But it's not an easy process. It's hard. It's ugly. But it's not always hard and it's not always ugly. But when you're in a relationship or a co-parenting relationship with someone that's not cooperative, then it usually is. So what do you do? How do you handle these situations when your ex has a new partner that's around your kids and doesn't let you meet them? Sadly, there's not a lot you can do. There's not a lot you can do. What you can do and one of the only few things that you can do is trust that your ex is bringing in someone that's reliable and trustworthy. That's all you can do. You've just got to trust their parenting skills and trust that they're the kind of parent that would not bring someone around their kids that's going to put them in harm or put them at risk or put them in any uncomfortable or awkward positions and just trust that no matter what your exes are always going to put your kids needs first and unfortunately that's all you can do you can't force someone to introduce someone to you or another option is when you're doing pick up and drop off maybe organize it where you're able to see each other for example a lot of people organize pick up and drop off around school times so there's no interaction with the parents there's no other contact that's unnecessary Maybe you can arrange it in a way where it's not at school, where they can come to your house or you go to their house to pick up or drop off. So you're able to meet the other parent. If you think it's not going to stir any negative reactions, then maybe you can suggest, hey, I'll pick up the kids from your house on Sunday instead of you dropping them at school. If it's okay with you, I'd love to meet your new partner. They may react in a way that is not what you're expecting and they could be like fuck off asshole there's no way you're coming to my house and you're not meeting Jane who knows Jane but anyway so it may not always go as you expect and it may just end up having to do the whole school drop off because you're not able to go to the house or they could turn around and say yep that's cool no worries I have no issues with that if that's what they do then that's amazing that's what you want but if they still don't let you be present or visit so you can see the new partner then find a way to address it to them in a text saying without getting angry because as soon as you get angry at an ex or start getting pissed off at them, then they're going to straight away shut down. They're not going to give you anything that you're wanting or they're not going to be supportive of what you're trying to request if you're just going to be an asshole to them. If you text them in a friendly manner, in a very neutral manner, explaining where you're coming from, explaining that I'd love to meet Jane. I know we're not on the best of terms, but I think it would be good as she's spending a lot of the time with the kids. And I would just love just to know that she gets along well. Maybe you can word it in a different way, but just put it in a nice way saying, I just for my peace of mind, it would be nice to be able to meet her, knowing that she's going to be spending a lot of time with the kids. And that's about it. Keep it short, keep it simple, keep it to the point and don't get angry. If they disagree, 
then unfortunately you're just going to have to accept that. And if they do agree, then clearly that's worked in your favour. But you can't force to meet an ex's partner, even if they are with your kids. If you're super brave, you can send them a message directly introducing yourself, saying who you are and say that I'd love to touch base, maybe grab a coffee uh, just so we can get to know each other without being mean or rude or without addressing the fact that your ex didn't agree. But that's one option. I don't know how that would go because you're going against what your ex has addressed. But this partner may not even know that you're wanting to meet them. They may be on board. They may agree. So if your ex isn't agreeing, you could try that option because at the end of the day, they're still your kids and you're not doing anything wrong. So if you're addressing the partner in a friendly way that's not causing any conflict, say, hey, just introduce yourself. I'd love to get to know you. Would you be open to maybe just have a quick coffee sometime? That's it. Keep it short and simple. If they disagree, if they decline, then you've got to leave it. You've got to leave it. You can't force it. You can't pressure it. And you can't get angry. You want to get angry and start fighting with your ex. It's going to just get worse and it's probably going to escalate. And there's no chance of you meeting the partner. And if you're going to start escalating it, then this new partner is going to see this angry side of you and they're going to believe your ex and go, oh, yeah, I see why you left them. Look how crazy they are. Don't be that crazy ex. Don't be that person that your ex has told everyone that you are because that's what your ex wants everyone to see. Don't feed into their bullshit. Don't let them win. And yes, it's hard. It's your kids. It's your kids. And you don't like it that there's a new person that's probably now in there spending more time with them than what you are. And it's a hard pill to swallow. But if you've taken every avenue possible to try and meet this person and your ex has declined and they have declined, then you can't fight it. You're just going to have to roll with it. And you're just going to have to hope that this person is a good influence on your kids and your ex is putting your kids first. Now, it's okay to ask your kids some questions. Some questions. Don't be drilling your kids for information on the new partner. It's not a good look and it's not healthy for them. They don't want to be hearing questions like, how old is she? What does she do? Where does she live? Don't be nagging them about this stuff. Has she got other kids? Are they kids there too? I mean, you can probably ask that, but we'd be asking questions more along the lines of, what did you get up to? Did you have fun this weekend? Tell me about your weekend. Don't word it like you're interviewing them about what's happened. Ask them fun questions or ask them questions that they can answer. What did you do this weekend? How was your weekend? What did you get up to? And I can guarantee you something's happened with the new partner that they don't like. They will tell you themselves. If they start telling you that they don't want to go to the other parent's house, then usually that's a good sign. And then you can start asking them, what's going on? How come? What's happened? Why don't you want to go there anymore? But you've just got to learn to trust the situation. And focus on your time with the kids. When you have the kids, you focus on just having fun with them. You don't want to spend your time with the kids worrying about what your ex is doing and worrying about what their partner's doing. Like I said, you can ask a small amount of questions that's showing interest in the kids' lives and interest in what the kids are doing, not asking questions to suss out or find out the tea on what's going on with your ex and the new partner kids decide to openly share information then that's a different story because quite often kids do quite often kids will come home and tell you this happened or that happened you're like oh okay cool 
That's interesting. But don't be drilling them for that information. If they want to openly share it on their free will, then that's up to them. And that's where you leave it. You've just got to learn to trust the situation. And if something's happening that you don't like, or something's happening that the kids don't like, that I could sh- should say, then you've got to trust that they will say something to you. Make sure you've got that open communication with them, where if they're ever in a situation that they're not comfortable or they're not happy, that they feel confident enough to be able to speak to you and tell you that. And that's all you've got to focus on. And focus on enjoying your time together. There's nothing worse than spending maybe two or three days with the kids because that's all you might get every fortnight. And then you're spending that time asking, oh, what's mum doing? What's dad doing? What's their new partner doing? Who was there? What happened? Like I said, you can ask small questions to show interest in what they were doing, but that's it. That's it. And if something's happening there that they don't like or that they disagree with, You've got to be careful with the way you handle it because kids are very good at milking things. They might have a situation there where they might be eating food that they, it's not that they don't like, but they want a better option. So they may come home and say, oh, I'm getting crap food. I don't like it. And then you might react and say, well, why are the kids getting shit food? But really they're not getting shit food. They're just used to getting whatever they want and they want something better. They want maybe hamburgers and chips or something like that. So they're coming home to the other parents saying, we're getting crap food. You've just got to be careful with the way you word situations and make sure you've got enough information before you do approach the situation. And in saying that, I probably wouldn't even approach the situation because you can't question another parent for what they do in their own house. You can't do it. It's not on. As much as we want to, as much as we want to say, what the hell are you doing? Why did you do that for? I suppose when it's a younger kid, and it's something completely out of line and the kids are not old enough to speak for themselves, depending on what the situation was, I'd say yes, maybe. But if they're older kids where they can speak up, then 100% no, I wouldn't be questioning what the other parent's doing in that house. What I would be suggesting is enforcing healthy boundaries when they're with you, enforcing an open communication when they're with you, and enforcing trust and honesty and loyalty when they're with you. And by having these in place and by having that open communication, if you're open and honest with the kids, then they're going to be open and honest with you. If you don't disclose any information to them, you don't talk to them about anything, you don't discuss anything about what's happening, then they're not going to come home and do that with you. If you want to have an open and honest relationship with your kids, then you need to have that with them. You need to display that to them and talk about what's happening explain the situation, explain what's going on. If you're worried about the kids being there or if you're worried about something happening, then you need to encourage them to be confident enough to speak up when they're at the other parent's house. And I don't mean to be nasty or to start a fight, but sometimes you get a kid that might be a bit more shy at one parent's house than they are at the other because they might feel more comfortable with one parent because they're there most of the time. So they have no issues in saying what they want at that parent's house for who they're with the most of the time. They have no issues in asking for certain things and saying what they like and saying what they don't like. But maybe when they go to the other parent's house who they don't see as often, they're not as comfortable to speak up. So teach the kids that. Teach the kids that it's okay to speak up like you do here with me. It's okay to say what you're wanting. Just don't say in a rude or mean way. 
it's up to you when the kids are with you to teach them these healthy boundaries and healthy values. And that's what enforces a healthy relationship. So when they see something that's not right, they will bring it up. But if you don't address anything about what's right or wrong or what they should and shouldn't be doing, and I don't mean when I say that by what the ex or what the ex-partner should or shouldn't be doing, what should be expected in life? When you see something, someone do something wrong, well, that's not okay behavior. You should stand up for that. Like when, they, when their friends do something at school, don't just say, oh, just ignore it. Because that's, that's the mentality they're going to have in life, just ignore it. And you don't want them to be someone that just ignores things and just sweeps things out under the carpet and just neglects their feelings and neglects what they're thinking and feeling in that emotion. You don't want to teach the kids that. You want to teach the kids, it's okay to stand up for yourself. And by doing that, when they come home and they discuss a situation with you, you don't just turn around and say, ah, just ignore it. You turn around and you give them advice on what to do in that situation. Oh, that's not nice. Maybe next time you could say this or you could put it back onto them. Okay, when you're in that situation again, what do you think you could do instead? Put it on them. Ask them how they think they could handle the situation. More often than not, they won't always know the right answer, but it's good to see what they come up with and then you can come up with some solutions together. When you have these open communications and open talks with the kids, it encourages them to come and talk to you when things aren't right and when they're not feeling comfortable. Because if you're not talking to your kids and you're not open and honest with your kids, then when they get in a situation when they're not comfortable or there's something's happened that they're not liking or they've been bullied or someone said something mean or they've been in an unkind situation, then they're not going to come and talk to you about it because you don't talk to them. They don't know how to open up to you because you don't do it to them. You're the parent. You need to lead by example. You need to be their role model. Kids don't lead by example. They're not just going to randomly come up and speak to you and come up with all these stories of what's happened or or I'd say stories, but tell you everything that's happened. When you're not doing that to them, you need to encourage them to have an open relationship and you need to lead by example. And this is the mentality that you need to have when you're dealing with your ex and their new partner and you've got your kids going there. You can't force information out of your kids. You can't force information out of your ex and you can't force information out of your ex's partner. All you can do is establish healthy boundaries with your kids. Teach them that when something isn't right, that it's okay to speak up. It's okay to express how you feel about something. Don't be scared to talk. And this is so useful, not just when you're co-parenting, but it's a useful tool in life. Your kids will grow up to not be kids that just get walked all over. They're kids that now will speak up for themselves. And it's great. I'm seeing this now in my daughter because I've been encouraging this with her to be more confident and to speak up. And then she has situations where she came home one day and someone at school said something that wasn't the kindest. And I said, what did you say? And I can't remember her response. I'm like, whoa, that's kind of cool. And it wasn't mean, but it was kind of like putting it back on them. And I'm like, good on you. Good on you. You put them in their place. And that's about teaching kids to not be pushovers. And when you're teaching them these behaviours, they will then also speak up if something's not right at the other parent's house. And that's what you've got to trust. I hear things, my daughter comes back and tells me, I'm like, holy fuck. And I just let it slide. 
you can't go into that. You can't tell your kids, oh no, they shouldn't be doing that. You can maybe ask them a question, how they felt about it. If they weren't phased, then don't go into it. Just leave it. If they don't agree with it, ask them, did you say anything? Did you do anything in that situation? Did you address it? But when you're co-parenting, you can't force your ex to co-parent in the way that you do. Even if it's just as simple as being kind and respectful to each other. You've just got to rely on your communication with your kids. And if you're at a place where your kids are younger and they're not able to communicate these feelings or emotions, then it is a lot more difficult. It may require a little bit of stepping in to a certain degree. But if you do need to step in, then don't put any feelings or emotions involved. Cut that out. Just address the point. Don't say you should have done this. You should have done that because that's going to start a battle. Because as soon as you address something that they did in their house and you're criticizing them for that, that's not going to go down well. If you are in a place where you do need to address something because they're younger kids and they can't speak up for themselves, then do it in a very neutral way and try and be as open-minded as possible. But in saying that, if you're addressing something from a situation with kids that aren't able to communicate this, then how do you even know this is happening? So you've just got to make sure that you're 100% certain of the situation before you do address it. Otherwise, it will start a battle. So co-parenting, yes, can be extremely challenging and it can be hard when the ex has a new partner that's around your kids. But like I said, the biggest thing you've got to learn is to one, trust. You've got to trust that that primary carer or the other parent is bringing someone into the kids' lives that they themselves trust. Because I can't imagine they would want to bring someone around their kids that's just going to be a no-hoper and be a bad influence on them. You'd hope for that anyway. You hope that that parent is putting your kids' needs first. And if you know that that parent is someone that does that, even if you don't get along, you might think they're the biggest pain in the ass in the world, but you know that deep down that they're a good parent, then that's all you need to know. That's all you need to worry about. You don't need to focus on anything else. If you know that they're the kind of person that are always going to put the kids' needs first, then that's your peace of mind. That's all you need to worry about. But if you continue on in a healthy co-parenting way and if you continue on communicating with them in a healthy way, you might be able to get to a point where you do improve your relationship and you do get to a point where you do meet. Because if they are together long-term and if you are with a partner long-term, then there's going to be times maybe for kids' birthdays where they do end up meeting or for Christmas or handover times. There will be a time where you probably will end up having to meet. And it goes back to previous episodes where that's where I talk about letting go of your breakup emotions. It's now no longer about your breakup. Yes, you may still have some hurt. You may still be pissed off by what they did or what they said or what happened. But you've got to learn to let that go because that's affecting your parenting relationship and your co-parenting relationship. Let go of that anger. It's done. They've got someone else. It's now time for you to focus on you and your kids. And that's it. You don't need to put any energy into what they're doing, why you broke up, what happened, why they said that to you, why they said this to you. You don't need to worry about any of that anymore. 
It's not about your breakup. It's now purely about co-parenting and that's it. You don't need to worry about who said this, who said that. So if you continue on in that healthy manner where you're able to let go of your emotions, let your ego go, let that go at the door and just focus on communicating to each other purely for the kids, then it may end up being a healthier, happy relationship and you may end up having a healthy relationship with their, your ex and their partner. But you've got to let go of all that past hurt and anger to be able to do that. And that involves no more arguing, no more questioning, no more fighting. It's done. It's in the past. They are now purely your kid's parent and that's it. That's all they are to you. So when it comes to handling your ex's new partner, you don't need to handle anything. If they're not willing to introduce you and you don't have a healthy relationship with them, then like I said, you've just got to learn to trust and you need to encourage your kids to speak up, to be open, to be honest, to be trusting, to be respectful. You teach your kids these values. Then when they see something that's not right, they will bring it up. They will talk to you. They will might talk to the other parent that's doing it. You need to encourage teaching your kids the right things so when they see something that's not right, then they will be inclined to bring it up because they will know that's not how they're raised. That's not right. Something's not right here. I don't agree with this. Then if they're not confident enough to bring it up to the other parent, then they might come home and bring it up to you. And that's what you've got to trust. And if they don't bring anything up to you, then you've got to, again, trust everything is okay. Don't force them for information if they're not giving you any. And it can sometimes get messy with things. Maybe they're leaving things at the other house or you need things brought back. And that happens. That's the hard thing with co-parenting. You might have clothes that you've bought for the kid and they've taken it to the other parent's house. or And it, it happens. But you've got to also keep in mind that the things that are bought for the kids, they're not bought for you. They're bought for the kids. So if they decide to take it to the other house and as long as they're using it at the other house, then it doesn't matter. The kids are using it, not the parents. If it's going over to other kids at the house and your kids aren't using it, then that's a different story. But if it's clothes of the kids or toys at the kids and they've taken it to the other house because maybe they don't have clothes there or they don't have toys there, deep down you're probably thinking, well, fuck, can he just go buy some clothes or toys or she, whoever it is? But you can't say that to the kids. You can maybe send them a message saying, hey, when you get a chance, can you maybe get some stuff to keep there so the kids have something there in a neutral way. But if they do decide to take stuff there, just remember it's their things. It's their things. You can't say, no, you can't take it there because it's theirs. It's not yours. That's you controlling the situation and not letting them enjoy their time there, depriving them of not having nice things whilst they're there. And yes, in a way, the other parents should be providing it for them. But you don't need to worry about that. You just need to be the better person and do what's right for the kids. And if the kids want to take stuff to the other parent's house, then so be it. If it gets to the point where they're not bringing stuff home, write a note, send a text to the other parents. Hey, when you drop them off, can you put this in their bag, please? Or, you know, we're missing this. Are we able to get these back when you can? Send a text, write a note, do what you can. Or just remind the kids if they're old enough. But if they don't, then at the end of the day, don't lose sleep over it. It's theirs. It's theirs and that's one big thing you've got to remember. It's not worth getting in a fight over things not coming back home or things going missing. 
it's going to happen when kids are going between houses. It's a hard enough situation for them it is than to be fighting about clothes between mum's and dad's house. So really just to wrap it up, it is difficult co-parenting and it is difficult co-parenting with someone that's not cooperative. If you do have an ex that's happy to introduce you to their new partner, then you probably haven't even got this far on the podcast. You probably switched off because you're like, this isn't for me. But if you have them, that's amazing. I love that. I wish more relationships could be like that. But unfortunately, life's not that easy and not everyone can have the luxury of having a healthy co-parenting relationship. So for those that don't, just don't interfere with what they're doing. Don't interfere with questions about their new partner. Don't get involved with anything that's happening in their life. You've just got to learn to trust their decision. Trust who they are bringing into their kid's world and trust their parenting judgments and trust that they're putting their kids in a safe situation. And just to back that up, just to reinforce that, keep that open line of communication with the kids. Teach them to speak up, teach them to be honest, teach them to be kind, teach them all those values and morals. So when they see something that's not right, they will bring it up, they will talk to you. Lead by example, encourage them to have a healthy, happy relationship with the other parent. And I've said in past episodes, even though you may think your ex is the biggest asshole in the world, that's your ex. It's their parent. What you think of them is irrelevant. Let the kids make their own judgment and express their own feelings for that parent in their own way without you interfering your judgments or anything else onto the kids. Keep that to yourself. And don't forget to make the most of the time you have with the kids, especially if you're not the primary carer. If you're with them for a short time, make the most of that time. Don't spend that time asking questions about the other parent. Spend that time making fun memories. Spend that time having fun. So when they leave, they're not feeling like, oh my God, I'm sick of talking about this. They leave thinking, yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that. And they'll be looking forward to going back again. Create happy, fun memories with the kids and don't focus at all on the ex and the other partner. You just focus on creating your memories. You focus on teaching the kids the right values and you focus on trying to have a healthy relationship with your ex, even if they're not on board with that. And also, most importantly, don't involve yourself in what happens in their home life. It's not your business because I'm pretty certain if they started asking you questions about your home life, what you were doing and why and what you were spending your money on, you probably wouldn't like that. So don't put them in a situation where they're just going to get on the defense and then start retaliating back at you. Try and keep the relationship as calm and as neutral as possible and don't interfere in their lives. Keep that trust and keep that open line of communication with your kids about anything and everything and they will talk to you about anything and everything and it's great. I love it when that happens. So that's about it from me today, guys. Um, I hope you got something from this. It may not be the advice you wanted. You may be hoping they would have said, no, fuck it. They need to introduce their partner to you. You can't force that. You can't force it. You've just got to trust. And don't get negative. Don't get angry. Don't get the shits with them if they refuse to introduce them to you. You've just got to go, okay, take it on board and then focus on enjoying your time with the kids. And that's it. Keep those emotions under wrap. 
All right, guys, that's about it from me today. Like I said, I hope you got something from this. If you have any questions, you want to send through any feedback, you've got any show topics that you want to hear spoken about, shoot it through, guys. I'm always open to hear anything from you. My DMs are opened and all the details are in the show notes below for my website, Instagram page, everything else. It's all there. Thank you, everyone. That's about it from me today. And until next time, I'll be in your ears then. Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing, and keep exploring your amazing Life After Plus One.